gentlemen, ladies, sad folks of the nation, okay? We are here, and we're about to get real sad, because some of us are under the influence. Well. Um, not so much our guests. We are, we got treats today. I got double the trouble. I'm joined here by a, a rather original guest here. Daniel the Darling Starling, okay? That's me. That's him. And then also, I don't even, are we going shoot? Are we going, because it's sad? Do I, we? I think we're working, brother. We're I think working. We're, uh, All right, so we got our sad friend over here, Noah Vale. He's uh, joining us here, my friend. Welcome. The saddest of men. This man has, he is, uh, what does he call that? Um, straight edge, okay? He doesn't drink, smoke, jump, uh, Backflip, none of that stuff. No, that from what that's, I understand, that, that, that's gimmick infringement only too. Head, only headlocks. Yes, yeah, that's the only thing I do. Now myself and Starlin are a little under the influence with the. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm a little bit under the influence of the. Uh, I just watched you double fist two of those. Shut up! Shut up! My mom's gonna hear this. Shut up! <laughs> I don't want my mom to hear me double fisting anything. You know what I mean? Well, <laughs> maybe might be proud of you. Well, yeah, yeah, dude. So yeah. Noah Vale is here. He joins us on uh, what we call. Commentary for the sad in hopes to get glad. You know what I mean? That's that's what we do here. Force flex. You know. Starling? Yeah. You look really good with those glasses, man. Yeah, you I do. do. You might have to think about getting you some of those bad boys. You got the heart shaped frame glasses. That might be in the maybe pile. Right? We're on the Heartbreaks yeah. and Hookups World Tour. I had to get the glasses <laughs> to match. It never stops. <laughs> so Noah, man. Tell us about Tell him. Tell us about some sad moments. In general, you know what I want you to start off with? I want you to tell us about the sad time you had to break it to your folks that you were going to become a pro wrestler. Oh, geez. Tell us about that sad time. Yeah, lay it off. Um, Let us know. All right. So, graduated high school. Mm. Had no idea what the hell I was going to do with my life. Yep. Does but anyone? No. I was like, you know what? I want to be a pro wrestler. That's, that's kind of the thing. So, mm-hmm. I, uh, I originally wanted to go into the military. That was my thing. Okay. And at some point, I guess that didn't resonate with my, I was in a really toxic relationship for a number of years. Absolutely. Uh, like Britney Spears was one of those too. Super mentally abusive. Like not the best time. Oh, um, those bitches, oh, man. Yeah. So I'm telling you after that kind of well, ended a lot of my own sort of motivations had to get called into question. So mm-hmm. I was like, the only thing that I have left of me that I know is me as a person versus what has been created solely to benefit this relationship is pro wrestling. Right. So I was like, all right, let's, let's do this. Let's just, we're just going to make it a therapy pretty much. Yeah. Right. So going to tell my mom, we're arguing about it. And she's like, I thought you were going to do this. And I'm like, ah, actually, I'm going to, I'm going <laughs> to, I actually, could be an astronaut, yeah, but like, I really want to yeah, be a pro yeah, wrestler. I'm like, I'm like, it's fine. I'll go to college and I'll be like a normal person. She just wasn't having it. Like, mm. I have like a really old school mother. I was going to ask, I was going to ask you, like, uh, what kind of parents are we dealing with here? I was not raised by my parents. I okay. was raised by my grandmother. Oh, yes. Ooh, fuck. Ooh. Yeah. That might be even worse, though, because they're invested. Oh, yeah. You know, it's like, oh, yeah. it's like you, you live a life and, and you know, I think a lot, it's not it's not out of the norm anymore to be ra- uh, raised by your grandparents. Oh, shit, no, not at all. Here we so, go. So you're raised by your grandparents who just 
they had the choice of either a living the retired life and not having to worry about raising a kid because they're done with all that shit. But boom, here comes the surprise. I got to raise my, yeah. my, my irresponsible kids yeah. kid. And now I got to live my life doing this. So I get you when you say that. Well, it, it was, it's, it's kind of weird. My situation. I, I'm going to get back to your, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um, I have a very, we're going to call it strange relationship with my birth mother. Okay. Um, so whenever the, the story I was always told was when I was old enough to make my own decisions, as they put it, uh, I had the choice of either going with my, my birth mom or staying with my grandmother. Oh shit. Okay. And I, the way that they tell me is I chose to stay with my grandmother. Right. Um, my, my only brother at the time, um, he, I guess he went with my mother because he had just been pretty much born and she was just popping out kids mm-hmm. and my mom was like, you can't Man. stay here if yeah. you're popping out kids and not even taking care of them. Yeah. Um, so I I didn't really have much of a choice and my dad wasn't really in the picture at that time because he, he was, went away uh, to, he was locked up for a little bit. Okay. Uh. So I just, try, I had like two options and one of them wasn't super great. All right. Like yeah. super, <laughs> super man. not great. Man, these options are terrible. It's like when it comes to the election, man, you could vote for this guy or this guy and that's pretty it. Pretty much. Like, I got no um, good options, brother. So right. like, so I pretty much was just raised by my grandmother for most of my life and my mom didn't really show up for a good chunk of it. She would show up like occasionally whenever my grandmother right. would force her or something like that. So um, whenever my dad got out, he became more consistent. But even with him, it was like, it was like mainly just holidays and shit. Yeah. So whenever I grow up as a, as a, as a, as an adult Noah, mm-hmm. um, I really pretty much just had my grandmother for the most part. Mm-hmm. So whenever it came time for me to be like, I, I kind of want to try this this weird pro wrestling thing. Right. Uh, she was super not down for it because she was like, effectively, she was just like, your mom is this. And like, you're not like, I guess she was more concerned about me following a similar path. Right. As my mom. She wasn't sure about the stability that there is in pro wrestling. Pretty much. <laughs> okay. So it wasn't, she wasn't a fan of wrestling. She just wasn't a fan of like the life. She wasn't yeah. a fan of, of me in her mind making stupid decisions. Uh, my grandmother's the type of person where if it doesn't make sense in her head, it just doesn't make sense, period. Right. Ah. So me saying like, hey, I want to be a pro wrestler or I want to pursue something abnormal or anything of that nature. She's very old school. Right. In her mind, it's like you pretty much either go work at the factory for the mm-hmm. rest of your life or like you go off with like the military and do your thing that way. There's no real in between. And because she grew up like super dirt poor. So college isn't even like really a thing. Right. In her mind. Like, yeah. Absolutely. So it's just the workforce pretty much. Yeah. yeah. So when it came time for that, my options were kind of, kind of slim. So yeah, it was, a, it was, it was, I think it's the only time she's ever said, uh, I was a disappointment to her. Ooh, that's the worst. That's a punch in the gut, isn't it? And when that kicked in, I was kind of just like, that was the first, like there have been two moments in my head when I've just been like, all right, fuck you. I'm just going to, I'm just going to do it. When you hear super hard, when you hear the words disappointment, ain't there like a little bit of like, fuck it. We're live now then. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Right. You hear that. He's like, you know what? If I disappointed you, who else is there to disappoint? It's just like, it's like, I've got nothing. (laughs) Nothing to lose, brother. All right. All in now. That's my mom. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that was rough for a while. And then once I started getting into it, it was, it was pretty rough because like, I'm like a 19 year old kid. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. My entire life pretty much had been set up 
for this one specific, I guess you could say, relationship, for lack of a better word, mm-hmm. and all that falls apart, I've got no plan. Yeah. I have no idea what the hell I'm doing with my life. Right. So I was just like, all right, I'm going to figure it out. So got a really shitty job. Yeah. Saved up for wrestling school. Got trained at DWI. Mm-hmm. And then I just did it. I just started doing it, man. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's... Yeah, it was weird. That's the sad life of a wrestler, brother. Yeah, no, it was garbage. Hello. Like, and I'd, I'd, <laughs> come, I'd, I'd always come back afterwards, like, if I was injured or fucked up or anything like that. And she would never acknowledge that, I suppose. Right. Like, if I was, like, limping or something, she would always just yell, what are you limping for? <sighs> and so it was like. She would no-sell you, yeah. brother. <laughs> and so it'd be one of those things where, I'm, just, where I'm like, all right, fuck it, I'm here. Like, you know I'm, what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm like, I'm here. Like, nah. I wouldn't explain what I was doing. I'd pretty much just pack my bags, get in the car, and then just drive to whatever it was I was doing. Right. To the point where it just became secondary, where it's like, even now, I'm kind of just like, yeah, I'm just doing wrestling stuff. Like, yeah. no more specifics need to be given by that. So now let, let's talk about a little bit of... Uh, Let's take those uh, cons and turn them into pros. Talk to me about your your great circle, man. That's helped you. Oh, let's talk about that. Oh my god. Let's get emotional, man. Oh, yeah. Let's brother. talk let's about the, the beautiful shit. All right. You know? My guy. My G. The circle, like for of me, life. Yeah. It 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 gets bigger, like over time. Like it's not just one a couple people, like I'm lucky enough to where I have a bunch of people who care about me enough. Even, like, fuck the wrestling stuff. They don't understand how that works. Right, right. Of course not. Like, um, me and we did a shoot today. Mm -hmm. Everyone that was involved in that, not a damn one of them knows anything or gives (laughs) a hell about They were just here. They're just here because they're (laughs) like, we're going to help out the boy. Like, I'm lucky enough to where I've got, like, my girlfriend. Like, I've got Mm -hmm. Maggie. Like, I've got... You know, uh, Nova, I've got Devlin, I've got Star, like, I've got all these great friends, Azrael, like, so many people that I can't even shout all of them out at once that... Yeah, it's not fair. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's not fair that... Because if you name too many people, they'll be like, hey, man, you didn't name name me. What's your favorite movie? That's not no fair, man, come on. Like, when I, like, even from, like, first getting started, one of my friends... Uh, my friend John, he was the one who gave me a ride to my first day of practice and like for like the first like half a year gave me rides up there to um, my girlfriend helping me out with all of my gimmick nonsense to Maggie sewing my fucking first merch that I was selling at hey shows yo. and <laughs> even going as far as like Ty who helps who helped me get to where all the GTW stuff is and, and Nova right. who put me on super hard in the scene right. which is immeasurable to like yeah. everyone who's helped me in any capacity. Like, you question, like, at first you think you're alone, man, and you see all this backup. You're like, what the fuck? The I don't weird, deserve this yeah, shit. it's the weirdest shit ever. Yeah. Like, even, like, driving up here, I was having a goddamn yeah. panic attack in the car because I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like, this doesn't make sense. Like, yeah. I don't deserve it's surreal, man. this level of support for this dumb, yeah. idiotic for thing I'm trying to do. Angel? Yeah, like, what? it's... Like, it's a stupid gimmick mm-hmm. for a stupid... Like, because I still see myself as that dumb 19-year-old who doesn't right. know what he's doing right. in shitty Redbubble tights in a flea market <laughs> yeah. in front of five people. Like, oh, you didn't know. <laughs> you gotta love it, man. And I, f- I don't know. I feel like that, that doesn't go away. I feel like we all still see ourselves as where we started. Like, right. that evolution 
is it's easily perceived to other people, but to us, it's always just like... It's like nothing has changed. It's, it's like yeah. nothing has changed, but yeah. so much is different versus like like you with the satin jacket to where you are now is the darling, yeah. is like this monumentous it's, change. But it's forever you, evolving, man. Yeah. That's it. But to you, it's just like... I'm a dude. Yeah, you're a guy. Like. Yeah. Dude. Tell us about those moments, man. Like a lot of guys have like your adventure into wrestling, man. And, and and the biggest problem about pro wrestling or anything in nature that you just want to chase your dreams, man, are those doubts. You know? Oh. The doubts and the naysayers. Um, Let's talk about that. So you know, this this fits perfectly because we were talking about the ladder match this morning. Mm-hmm. That um that ladder match was probably the biggest one of the biggest moments of my entire career where I've been like, I am trash. Mm. Like, fuck it. I'm just going to do it. Do um, it. Sometimes we just got to, yeah, you got to let it out, brother. Yeah. I, as a human being, don't have a very high self-esteem of myself. Right. Uh, and preaching to the choir. When, <laughs> Come on. It, and it's weird because even with like, like uh, guys like, like for instance, like you star, like you, Logan, uh, even Azrael, like guys, like you make me incredibly insecure. Not of anything that you're doing off your own merit, but it's just I don't in my own head see myself as comparing. So when <laughs> shut, shut the fuck up. So let me um, get my shit in, brother. <laughs> like the first time we went to Sweetwater Pro, and it was me and Azrael versus Wheezy and Martyr. I was shitting bricks the week leading up to it because I was like, I'm a ch- terrible wrestler. Like. Because, like, I'm like, these guys are trained by fucking Jay Lethal. Like, they've got this world-class training. They know all this stuff. Like, like I didn't understand what a, what the format structure of a wrestling match was until I started, like, fucking around with you guys. So, for me, it was always just like, all right, we're going to go. It's like It was always, what do you want to do? And then we would just be like, okay, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to stop you here, put some heat on you. Then you're going to hit this, 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 and this, and then we're going to do the finish. It was, ah. it was never broken down to me. I'm like, okay, here's your shine. Here's your cutoff. Here's your hope spot. Here's the finish. Like, that was never... Tayfabe, brother. That was never a thing for me. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. I beat your ass. Yeah. Because <laughs> you ain't shit. Yeah. <laughs> that was never explicitly told to me. Or maybe it was and I just forgot. Right. But, like, so for me, I always was like, man, I'm fucking... Like, I'm a dumb kid from a flea market who wrestled in front of five people. I hear you, man. Who has no right being in the ring with these guys who literally trained with a world champion athlete. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. And I still don't feel like I'm here to fake it to make it, brother. Pretty much. That's (laughs) been me my entire wrestling career. Like, Mm -hmm. every time I'm... So, when it came to the ladder match, I was fucking terrified because... I was like, I can't keep up with like, like Wheezy and Logan. Like, yeah. they are fantastic. Like, yeah, those right. guys are incredible. It's, yeah, the Hellhounds are fucking sick. Like, Azrael yeah. is on another fucking level, and yeah. I'm like, I am the weakest link in this fucking ladder match. Like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Right. I don't know what the hell I'm gonna. I don't do cool shit. Like, what do I do? You uh, can't do a chin lock in a yeah, ladder match. So I'm like, exactly. I'm like, I'm like, I can't fucking wrist lock in a ladder yeah, match. I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do. Headlock takedown, brother. So it, it, for me, that was one of those big moments where I was kind of just like, I gotta, I gotta just do it. Like, right. Up and shut up. Um, it's, it's mainly just that, like, even with going to, um, train at the, the lethal Academy, whenever they have the open rings and stuff, it's, mm-hmm. it was, it took Azzy like months to just convince me to go to that because I, I'm constantly terrified. I'm going to show up one day 
and I'm I'm gonna like it's the imposter syndrome. Right. I'm constantly worried that I'm just gonna show up one day and it's just gonna be out that it's like, oh, he actually doesn't know how to wrestle. He's yeah. just fucking trash. It's only a matter of time. So this yeah, it's only work. it's <laughs> only a matter of time before yeah. someone finds out my great <laughs> secret that I'm actually really bad. <laughs> so if I could try to put your mind at ease a little bit, I trained there. I paid to train there. I still feel the same way. Every time Jay's in class, I'm like, he's going to be like, Starling doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah. He, he forgot everything about wrestling. <laughs> so I, I get you. It's weird, man. Like you put in that it's, spot. It's fucking ever present and it, ne- it never goes away. It's just the, the more you got to put it behind you, man. So, and, and every, everyone I know, man, everyone who I know that's gone through training, man, you go through that training, you go through the doubts, you go about thinking about, well, maybe I just don't match up to these guys. Maybe I can't, you know, whatever. And then you're just like, you make it to the next practice, right? Yeah. And then you're like, all right, well, I'm here. And then you go through that practice. That practice wasn't that bad. Next week comes and you're like, oh, man, that practice sucks. Maybe I'm not that good. You know what? I was right the first time. Yep. You know? And so you just go through that oncurring cycle. Oh, yeah. And you're just like beating yourself up. No one's worse than your own self. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. you're harder on yourself than you are on anybody else. 100%. You know? So you just go through that, that, that swing of wrestling and training to where... I would say there's so many guys out there who have not finished like the proper training or even finished uh, and had like moved on to continue their careers due to doubt. Yeah. Because doubt is the worst thing, brother. Doubt will fuck you over so much. Oh, I almost like I think it was like my first year, second year. I tried to quit. Like right. I told my trainer, I was like, dude, I'm done. I don't think this is for me. Cause the anxiety, every time I went out to the ring or I did anything with wrestling, it was just like, I was having panic attacks yeah. just by the thought of doing anything wrestling related. Right. And it was like, I was, it was fucking debilitating. Like, yeah, I would, uh, it got to the, po- it got to the point where he would, he knew if he put me on a poster, I would show up mm-hmm. because there were just some times where I'd be like, I can't like, I'd get, I'd be like, I can't go. I just can't do it. It's not, I can't do it. Right. And he just sat me down and he was like, look, just do it. Just don't give up. I'm not going to let you quit. I'm just going to keep doing whatever it is it takes to get you out here until you're comfortable enough with yourself to where it's just, it's fine. Right. And it's, it's, it's crazy thinking about it. Like, yeah. what if, like, what if I did stop there? You know, like, yeah. what if I just let the anxiety win? It's like, yeah. it's a possibility. Like, it happens to people all the time, like you said. It's just, Where would you be now, man? Exactly. You know? like, what would I be doing? Like, uh, I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't know all you guys. I wouldn't yeah. have the great support network. I wouldn't have had done, like, half the shit that I've done. And That goes that goes in general, man, because in, in general, like, I, I went through my phase, too, and I, and I found my niche. You know, I stuck with my niche, and I was like, all right, well, wrestling's not for me, so let me say somehow relative with the business. Mm. Picked up the camera. Long story short, here I am. I'm taking photos, and I'm full-time doing it. Yeah. So it's like... It's also bittersweet, you know, because the the little bit inside you feels like you quit, yeah, you know, but then also you're like, you know what, I'm I'm kind of successful in what I'm doing right now, yeah, because like, I'm kind of living off of this uh, American dream. I'm, I quit my full time job, baby, yeah, and I said, fuck this, I'm gonna just go all into myself, and that's where you just. You kind of got to like invest in yourself. And here comes the story where we were talking about before where all these guys saying you can't make money in wrestling. Yep. And those are the broke motherfuckers, the guys who just those are the closed minded individuals who just don't make it and and burn out quick yep. 
because there's so many ways it doesn't have to necessarily be, be wrestling. Wrestling, yeah, because we all know you don't get paid shit for wrestling no. unless you're a chick. You know, if you're a chick, you get paid a lot of money. Barringer, but yeah. Fucking, well, he said it. No. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's different. Yeah. You know, sex sells, and apparently, it's unfortunate that you got these women who've been training less than a year that get paid much more than gentlemen who've been busting their ass in the business for over three years that are considered vets. Yep. So it's a sad world that we live in to where that's the criteria that there is in wrestling. You know, so it's it's unfortunate, but here we are. It be you like know, that. we got we got no avail. Oh yeah, he was sad, baby. But you know, it's it's <laughs> wrestling is just wrestling's weird and what it does to you, especially when it has. Because I agree with you in the fact that like there's there's so many different avenues to go for it. It's just about seeing them. Correct. Wrestling is such a multi multi level oh, thing that it's yeah. like if. You don't have to be a performer. Like maybe yeah. you're a writer, maybe you're a promoter, maybe but you're a booker. They used to sell. <laughs> remember back in the days, they would sell WWE Volume Two. Yeah, and it was wrestling music. Yeah, yep. an album, and people would buy that. Yeah. You, so it goes to show you that there's a market for everything, man. It doesn't necessarily have to be your eight by tens. Yeah. Because no one's gonna buy a. F- I don't have Stop any selling eight, eight by tens. Come on, brother. No one buys it's them. It's 2021. This is an 80s Memphis. Stop. Maybe I'll buy a poster, like a giant poster rolled up. Maybe I'll buy one of those. But it would have to be a cool poster, like a WrestleMania. Be creative. Yeah, man. Come on, man. My thing with making money in wrestling, I've always... I'm I'm sorry. We're not giving you much opportunity to talk. No, I'm fine. This is of the normal first starling every time. Last time. (laughs) I I always model my marketing and anything like that. I always market it off of like Colt Cabana. Right, like, because like, e- even forgetting the young bucks, because a lot of their stuff is just stuff Colt did back way before they got into it. It's like Colt was selling headbands. Colt was making right. his own merch. Colt was sen- sending out his own merch. Right. Colt was working on children's books. Colt yeah. had the Art of Wrestling podcast. Like mm-hmm. Colt had made himself a multi-faceted entertainer that could do pretty much anything. And right could sell pretty much anything he understood it man because he understood that the business isn't just going out and wrestling like yeah that is a very small modicum of it i mean right how many people does the does the fed employ that just do like hair or makeup or costuming or photography or social media or anything like that like there's other avenues you can do besides just being a dude who takes bombs yeah and also back to the marketing and you know Mm -hmm. making merchandise and whatnot a lot of people, they only look at wrestling merchandise to base their merchandise off of. Yeah, Correct. that's dumb. Don't do that. Correct. Which is that no one wants to buy wrestling shirts. Wrestling got popular <laughs> it's expensive, in really. the 80s with the rock and wrestling connection. Mm. Yes, sir. Right. Wrestling got popular in the 90s because it tried to be Saturday Night Live and all these different like pop culture skits. Yes, right. Right. Wrestling gets popular by what's around wrestling. Wrestling isn't popular by itself. No, correct. So you need to kind of take from what's out there and bring it into wrestling instead of just like, it's like a gene pool. Yeah. Yeah. If you just keep diluting the wrestling merch, you just keep diluting it, then everything looks the same. Everything's a black t-shirt with a nickname that doesn't make sense to the guy Who's reading it? Yeah, who's yeah. reading it? Every guy yeah. has their name in the Dragon Ball Z font because they really <laughs> like Dragon Ball Z. Because it's, <laughs> it's over, brother. <laughs> like, you know what it. I mean? Like, you gotta maybe don't make a black shirt. Yeah. Maybe don't sell. Like, you could sell shirts because shirts sell and shirts are 
they're kind of you need to have a shirt. Right. But buttons, patches, cheetah print. You're just naming my merch. You know, like <laughs> you're just naming the things that I have. I've been told since Get artsy, I, brother. Since yeah. I started, I've been told like, I need stripper apparel. Yeah, I've been I've been looking into buying pasties. Un- like, right? Unfortunately, like it's it's such a hard market because everyone like limits you into what you can do. But I mean, like I get mad when people say check out my merch store and they got an eight by ten and a t shirt. That's not a merch store, brother. No, that's no. A- you know merch store. I'm buying everything from a tumbler to uh, a damn a onesie. Give me a visor. Yeah, Bro. man. Give me a CD with your, you know the, the CDs that bands. Puerto Ricans hang yep. on, you know? Yep. They got, give me one of those, man. <laughs> give me a pair of sunglasses with your logo on the side. Hello. Give me some. That's but, that's so much, but that requires so much more effort than I think a lot of these guys are willing to put in because so many of them, they go to wrestling school with this idea in their head that a brand is just going to magically fall out of their ass. Right. Or that they're going to go to the, some company they're gonna put the fucking rocket on their back strap them to the moon and then then suddenly armstrong suddenly then they're they're gonna have somebody else who comes along and wants to monetize them but that's not that's not gonna happen you have to do it yourself and a lot lot of guys come out of a wrestling school where it's like okay because the people that go to wrestling school are fan of fans of wrestling yeah Yeah. in-ring product of wrestling yeah the six-year-old in the front row they don't give a shit they don't care about your side headlock takeover not at all man they don't care about your feeding Nope. Yeah, how you so look. not everybody in black boots and black knee pads and black shooter boots gonna get and kick pads. Yeah. You, if there's 10 of those guys on one card, I don't give a shit about the card. Yeah. yeah. You need color. I always. Need, and, and I'm not saying you need to go out there and be superstar Billy Graham. Mm. Right. But And I've used this analogy a couple of times now. It's my favorite. If everybody is Taz, be Doink the Clown. Yeah, because you're going to be the one guy that gets over. You're the one person that, that they isn't remember, man. like everyone else. Well, we had the, the GCW show that you, you were at. Mm. No bullshit. My son, like this was this show started at 9 o'clock, so my kids were yeah, tired was, as shit. So when I'm done shooting, yeah. <laughs> I'm, when I'm, I'm done shooting Magic and I go back man. to my, my wife who worked the hard camera and I have my kids there and I brought them because it was a big mistake. I shouldn't have done it. But I see my son and my son... No bullshit. My son's eyes are lit up. And I'm like, or Betty, my wife is telling me, um, he was really happy. And he was like, he was excited. And he said it was a good show. And I looked at him and I was like, uh, so, so what do you remember? And he was like, well, I was, I was kind of sad because Starling didn't throw the t-shirt towards me. And I was like, really? And I was like, did you enjoy the matches? He was like, yeah, I like that guy. Um, he was like, I like Starling and the butterfly guy, and also the guy with the long hair and the ninja guy. Goes to show you, yeah, they, they don't know, like, it's image, man, no. what they captivate as a yep. child, what they see. And that's yeah. how we remember that shit as well, man. 100%. We remember the old man with the horseshoe hair, long blonde hair with the big uh, blonde the mustache. Yeah. yeah, you know, the red and yellow, brother. That's how we remember it. Some of my favorite images in professional wrestling aren't photographs. They're like fan-made art images that are just silhouettes right. of a wrestler. And it's like Macho Man in his glasses. Yeah, but you ultimate, know exactly ultimate who it is. Ultimate warrior in his yeah. hair, Hogan in his mustache. It's you like, get it. That's, for me, that's what wrestling should be because I always tell dudes, don't wrestle for the boys. Right. The boys didn't pay to get in. Absolutely. The boys didn't buy a ticket, and the boys aren't going to buy your merch. Yeah. 
the boy, like if you're wrestling to to put on a five star Dean Malenko Eddie <laughs> Eddie Guerrero classic, like that's cool if that's your thing. If you're yeah. the second match, yeah, do that. Yeah, yeah. If that's what the promoter wants from you, do it. But if your goal is to get yourself over, you need to have something that's going to captivate the audience. You need to have something that they gravitate to and that they can at the very least be interested in. Right. Because if you don't, then you're literally just a guy going out there doing stuff, and they're never going to remember who you are. Right. None of the people in front of most of the crowds that we wrestle in front of, they don't know any of our names. Not at all, our man. Our goal is to make them, at the very least, remember something about us so we maybe can sell a gimmick to them yep. or maybe get them to come back to the next show. That's the goal, That's is to the get goal, them brother. to come back. Like, yeah. Because I'm, if you're a fan of wrestling, if you make fans, they will support the whole community. They might support... Just, so if Noah Vale has a fan. Yeah, heard. He does. But <laughs> yeah, hypothetically right. speaking, if I he made you. a fan. I, get you. Right? Yeah, I, got like, I got like one. Hey. People will come to see him, mm. right? Well, then the Porter Reapers on the show. Hey, that guy's a scrub. Best name. Right? <laughs> and now Noah Vale's fan is also a fan of the Porter Reaper. Right. Yeah. It's so just a cycle, man. If yeah. I can build one fan. You can build many. And he brings one. Yeah. As a, as a just... Brother, you gotta check this shit out. Hey, he says, "Yo, I, I'm a. I saw this guy. He's a sexy angel. He was so cool, and he's gonna wrestle this this guy who calls himself the Puerto Rican. And I think he's Puerto Rican. And your friend happens to be Puerto Rican. He'd be like, oh man, that's fucking cool. Can I go with you to that show? And it's I, just ongoing. And you know? I feel like that's how shooty can I get here? You can go brother, as far as you brother, want. I feel I just, like that's the problem with the scene." is we don't have enough places that think like that. Like right. We have a lot of places that are like, we are putting this on, people know who we are. <sighs> That's because, the problem. Because the boys know who we are. Yeah. And I go back to my previous statement of the boys don't pay for tickets. The boys yeah. want to get booked. Right. If you're not, you, it's cute for you to have your angles and you can have your storylines and all that shit. But like, yeah. if it's not, if it's not disseminated in a way that, my grandmother, who I'm bringing to the show for the first time, can understand, then no yeah. one's going to care. Correct. If they're coming into something and you have this long, drawn-out storyline that's over, that's super complicated and has been going on for months that no one cares about but you and your, like, four friends that are involved in it, what's the point of doing it? Like, yeah. you're not selling tickets by it. You're There's not a payout, getting brother. anybody. <laughs> nobody's getting over because of yeah. it. And, like, that's the goal. Your goal should be to elevate your talent because the more elevated they are, the more people want to come and see it. Now, can you say that louder for the people in the yeah, back? You gotta say this into the mic, brother. Uh, how, can you can you get your talent over, please? Hello, please. Oh Just simple shit. Well, like we uh, for the most part. I mean, we're here. We're thirty minutes, man, and I think we do thirty minutes. Oh, wait a minute. I got something I got to... That's up to you. That's up to you, okay. baby. On to that point that you were saying. You want to run over time. shots, yeah. brother. <laughs> you know what? Because you were talking about the promoter needs to get the boys over. But also, you have to be entertaining. Yeah. You can't get over a potato sack. Nope. I don't care yeah. how well you're marketed or how well they promote you. If you have nothing that makes people want to come and see you, nobody's going to show up. But if they're not entertaining and if they don't understand that part of the business, they were trained wrong. I don't care what anyone says. They shouldn't says. have been booked on the show anyway. I don't care what anyone says. <laughs> like, if, if you weren't... You can be trained to be the greatest wrestler that's ever lived. You can be trained to be the best technical wrestler that's ever lived. But if you weren't instilled with, hey, you, you, your job first is to entertain the people in the seats because they're the ones who are buying a ticket, which is the thing that's going to get you paid. 
the mentality is wrong. Your mentality yeah. shouldn't be, I'm trying to put on five-star classics right off rip. Yeah. You should want to be the best performer that you can, but included in that, in the little asterisk, is being an entertainer. But yeah. Also, you can lead a horse to water. Doesn't yeah, mean you're going to drink it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, oh, yeah, absolutely. 100%. You could train someone. Like, I see hey, it. You need to... Mark Merrill was not trained to be a wrestler. He was trained to be Johnny B. Bad. Yeah. Johnny B. Bad. I've seen it. Yeah. Seen it. I can name a few people. Trust me. I understand. A lot of them. They they might not not be thirsty at the moment. You know what I mean? Damn horses. It's hard. (laughs) And and it's hard to change those mentalities because when it's instilled in you like that, you you can't really just get them to flip flop to the other side and be like, Hey, you should also start thinking about this other stuff. It's just, it's the close, close mindedness that there is in pro wrestling is just ridiculous. Because it's just a fucking echo chamber. Yeah, man. It's like just old, it's just boys talking about dude, boy things. It's, it's, it's ever, it, the cycle is just ridiculous. Like, cause you even got all this movement that happened with the speak out movement with mm. the black lives matter shit too. Where racism was a big issue in the locker rooms as well. And no one talked and about it. No, it became a fad for a little bit. Yeah. And it was cool at first. And everybody like grabbed onto it and Baby because face. it was a cool thing at first. Babyface month, brother. Yeah, man. And then afterwards it disappeared. Um, Where the fuck is it now, man? So Don't it's ridiculous. That. Don't give me that look, Star. No one ain't dying, brother. Where's it at? Baby nope. face month. Ain't nobody mentioning it. Said that. I mm-hmm. love it. No one's talking about it. Where's it at, man? Let's clear out these fucking locker rooms like we should be. Because it's 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 harder for you to call out negative behavior than it is for you to just ignore it so you can keep getting booked. Right. Because what's more important to them is getting booked. Because what's more important to them isn't... It's not the paycheck because the paycheck's shit. Yeah, because you're not getting paid. It's <laughs> yeah. just like, this guy can get me seen. Maybe if I, I put on the star classic here, maybe he'll make me a champion, brother. So sad, man. Like, I, I, I truly like... It's a sad world. I, I, my heart, like, it's truly into it where it just is hurt because these guys individually just don't want to really truly make it into a better atmosphere for the workers. Because it's, you know? it's too difficult. Yeah. Like, and not only that, wrestling, it's, it's addicting. Yeah. If you're telling me I can, yeah, this is Aaron Nova. Wrestling is oh dumb, God. right? It sucks. Here comes a scrub. It sucks. Here right, he ladies comes. and gentlemen, wrestling <laughs> sucks. And you know what's the worst part about wrestling? Being a wrestling booker sucks. Special right? guest. Tell me about it, baby. Yeah, Aaron so Nova. Tell me captain. about it, baby. Just happened to join us. <laughs> I, last I knew that was about to happen. Anyway, Fucking before door. So, that door open, yeah. before I was so rudely interrupted by the co-host of the Sorry, show, bitch. the co-host, yeah, God, the third chair. <laughs> like, there's the, and as a fellow sad person, yes, you sir. get this, or I I can assume that you do. We'll talk about it afterwards if you oh, want. Yeah. I'm kind of sad most of the time. Yeah, same, but. When I hit the when my tights are on and my boots are tight, tight oh, baby, my jacket's on, my glasses come down, oh, my earrings hits. on, my it hair's hits. wet for no reason. It hits different. <laughs> I'm ready to go. I'm, in, I'm in a different. whole different mood. <laughs> and I might be hurt. I, you know, I might be falling apart. Yeah, but that I got adrenaline. to wrestle. That's that adrenaline. Man. I got to go. Yeah, I, I got to make six year old me smile and jump up <laughs> out of his fucking chair, dude. So dude. it's hard. Sometimes it's like, yeah, this guy's a piece of shit. I probably shouldn't work for him, but I get to wrestle again. But my thing with that is if you are, if you are somebody who is directly affected by this, I don't care who you are. And I understand the argument of, well, everybody has got skeletons in their closet. Mm. I'm not going to work for somebody who actively thinks that I am a lesser human being because that's even because I'm going to know in the back of my head 
that that's what's going on. Right. Like I can't, I, I, I would feel like I'm doing a disservice, not just to me, but to anybody who's watching and is a fan of me. If I go and work for somebody who's legit, just said racist things right? or has done some pretty heinous shit yeah. just off the basis of like, yeah, I can't bring like, I, I can't bring, I'm trying not to name drop here. It's a, you keep it's, saying things, and I know exactly who you're talking about. <laughs> like, I can't. Well, no, I, I mean, we we all go like we all go through the motions and shit. Like, um, and and name dropping. Like everybody gets worried about name dropping. And I'll first, I'll be first to say like Heath, the whole situation with Heath on ACW. Oh yeah. And I don't know the entire story. Me and Azzy had to sit down and have like a four hour discussion about that with each other because we weren't we weren't completely sure if we were even comfortable going because right. I, I don't know if I can... It's weird for me being like, do I want to wrestle for somebody who legitimately thinks of me as like a lesser human being right. in some capacity yeah. or has... Do you have that conviction, man? Feels some type of way about me because of this, the color of my skin. Like, I'm yeah. not trying to be a minstrel show out here right? because because he wants, he wants the young sexy angels to go yeah. out and shuck and jive. Like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I get that it, it's not associated with the, the necessary promotion itself. But they're but affiliated to it. So, like, it, you're hosting it, your shows yeah, in it's like, building. It's like a weird... It's a weird and they know. And it's, you're knowing. You yeah, know the story. Exactly. It's like so, it's a weird situation, and it makes me feel some type of way because I'm kind of just like... Like... Because I don't dislike those guys. Correct. They're, they're and, good and, dudes, but it's one, also like... One thing I've always said, man, like, um, shit, the, I got news yesterday that he's in ICU right now. Yeah. And I'm not trashing um the the being that is heath yeah you know I, I hope you're no, not I, yeah i don't wish death on anyone man like i i, I wish him a speedy recovery and i hope you know yeah. he pulls through but you have to understand man the situation and how it was presented yeah you know i'm not gonna support that shit just Me like either. i don't support somebody who beats women yeah you know the whole ordeal where somebody was beating up a, like girls and has been multiple times like yeah this is our fault because we're allowing it in the locker room and Everybody likes to talk about it when it's a fucking fad in the fucking moment and it's cool at the moment, but when it dies down, no one's bringing it back up and then people get offended to it. They're trying to get the the rub. They just want the the clout points for it because they want to say, hey, I spoke out against this, but then when when the rubber hits the road, well, you're back in that person's ring. You're back in that person's locker room. You're back in that person's gym working for them and so on and so forth. Like, There's promotions that I know I won't work for. Right. And, like, I've had conversations with, like, Azzy about it where I'm like, I'm not going to these places, period. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing it. Correct. Just because there's people that are there or that are associated with it that have hurt some people who I consider friends of mine. Right, right. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm, no. Yeah. Because I'm not going to go out there, do my thing, make you money, and then you're out here doing this, this, this sussy boy, yeah. you know, activity. Like, that's not for me. Doing the shit, brother. Um. <laughs> Fuck but wrestling. Yeah, for real. Like honestly. Like, yeah. It's just it's so <laughs> I, just, I love it, but I hate it, brother. Just yell for like five yeah, minutes. You I, know? I don't we'll do that. We'll do it like a we'll do it like a ser- I don't get My it. wife's telling us to take it home, brother. Yes, yeah, she is. You want me to hit her? Oh, Yo, punch her right in your fucking face, man. Dude. I just can't understand. The best part is when you shut your mouth. On the sad boy hour. Well, I mean, I guess for the most part, we we got a good session in, fellas. Oh, yeah, we got a little sad. You know what? Hundred hey, percent. Thank you for being talked on. about the awfulness of the wrestling business. Thank you, Noah. No problem. Wait, I mean, can I get that that unofficial third? 
for the the sad boys. The sad Ladies and gentlemen, we got a new unofficial third <laughs> chair. Hell yeah, and that is brother, Daniel the man. Darling Starling. So Noah, Noah, tell us where uh, we could find you um, on Instagram. Instagram, you can, you can find me at that one punk kid for all of my nonsensical rantings and yellings about professional wrestling and all of my opinions. Boom! There you have it, folks. Yeah. Until dude. next time, mm. on behalf of uh, the darling Starling, the Captain Aaron Nova, who's a late piece of shit, absolutely um, piece of shit, and, and Noah Vale. Thank you for listening. Oh, <laughs>